You're listening to Redheaded Nation. Thanks for tuning in this week, where I think we're going to get in a little deep. Steph, as always, not always, but as the same as last week, doesn't really know what's going on. And I thought it'd be kind of interesting to have a conversation um, about what we're going to have a conversation about. (laughs) So recently, well, not recently, yesterday, last night, I met somebody I've never like a total stranger got chatting up and this person was so enthusiastic about her research which is just about birds which honestly when she introduced herself I'm like dude you study birds like what old person and we ended up spending a whole hour just talking about her research I was like asking whole lots of questions um but it's been a while since I've been inspired by someone's passion, uh, by someone's enthusiasm. And she's in the same year as me. She's also a fourth year in her PhD program. And it just got me thinking, um, what are we really passionate about? Because, you know, we talk about, oh, what job do you want to have? And it's always about being on this grind to get a job and, and have an income and have this somewhat society calls a good life. But, um, do, do you really feel complete? And then this morning, I saw news about um, Steelers quarterback getting hit by a car and just passing away at the age of 24. And again, like that reinforced this question. Do you really have a complete life? Do you have to wait until you get to a certain age where you feel like you have a stable income to feel complete? Or can we feel complete even though we're in our 20s now? You know, oftentimes... Um, seniors or older people just tell us like so you're gonna get a job you're gonna get a family like they're always inquiring about our plans for the future assuming that our life is not totally complete now but what if we actually try to get a complete life now and what would that look like Mm. what do you think you know not gonna lie i had this conversation last night too (laughs) We're, we're literally living in simpatico, just in different states, different realms. Like, this is like the multi-universe connecting. It's kind of weird because this is the second time this has happened. <laughs> I mean, it's an important conversation to have. And people probably think, oh, you don't ask this question until you're close to your midlife crisis. But why not? I feel like... Okay, I'm going to answer your question bit by bit, I guess. So I feel like the reason why, like, it's always pushed upon us, like, by older generations to, like, get married, have kids, you know, have a job or whatever, because they were pushed into it at, at a young age. It's always been a traditional thing to where, like, but if you think about it, older generations had to deal with a little bit more Because, like, there was the Great Depression, World Wars, like, all that other stuff. So they had to start living life at a young age where, like, now we have a lot of things happening, but because of the internet and just ways that we communicate with people, it seems like, oh, yeah, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. But then it's also, like, how can we fuel what we actually want to do? So the conversation that I had last night with my friend, uh, she is still in her master's, but she has a full-time job now. And 
for a while there, she really liked what she was doing. She's a writer for a magazine. And she's been like telling all these stories that are like wonderful. And she's a great writer. She had, she majored in English in um, college, but she like is at this different phase in life. Like she's getting married in September. She has this full-time job and she just moved to a new place. And she's just like, I'm not feeling happy. Like, she's like, I'm complaining about my job. And the only person that she has in, uh, she moved to Ohio. She's like, the only person that she has there is her fiance. And she's like, I feel bad because, like, my fiance does not complain. He's a happy person all the time. And I know her fiance. And yeah, that's very true. But she's like, I feel so bad because I just keep complaining about life, about work, like everything. And she's finishing up her degree, I think in a year. But then she said, you know, I've been really passionate about mental health recently because of another one of our mutual friends. Won't go into that. But she says, like, I've been really passionate about it. But I was going over a financial plan and not going to lie, I might go back and get another master's, but this time in psychology, like to be a counselor or something like that. She's like, that's what I realized I'm really passionate about for like the last couple of years. And I even remember her saying that when we first started in our master's programs, but she's just like, right now I can't do it, but I'm going to work, save up the money, obviously for a wedding, but also later on down the line, I want to be able to go and do this because it's something she's passionate about, which like, I still applaud her for because she is like, I know there's something missing in my life. And like, she's going to be married soon. She's going to have like a whole different, she's going to be in a whole different phase of life, but she's still like, no, there's still something missing. And like, You know, a lot of people, they find out what they're passionate about early. Some people find out about it late. And it's always, I think it's scarier to do it later on in life because you're so set in your ways. And I think you're more, you feel like you're going to fail more. But like when you're younger, like it's kind of like switching degrees, switching majors, anything what you're really passionate about will come shining through eventually. But I feel like um, the older generations, they're like, no, you have to figure it out now. So then you could just live the rest of your life. But then once you figure it out, you could experience something later on down the line saying like, yes, I want to try this or I want to do this. And that happens a lot. Um, I remember in high school, I had a teacher tell me that she had a friend who was a teacher made good money in the school system that he was at, which is a miracle nowadays. Um, But he wasn't satisfied with his life. He always wanted to be a firefighter. And he ended up becoming a firefighter, but he lost his life in 9-11. And the one thing that his family all said that he, he was truly happy towards the, like towards the end of his life. Like they didn't know it was going to be the end of his life, but he was truly happy being a firefighter. And he's, and they were just like, it took guts for him to 
quit this job where he had a pension and all this other stuff to be a firefighter. So I think it is possible to change further down the line. But I think with us, because we get so pressured, it's kind of like, okay, we have to find our passion now. But there's nothing wrong with changing your passion later on. No, I I definitely think, you know, um, it's great when people change course and they're open to changing courses, you know, going back to school or just leaving school, uh, picking a different life journey. But again, like you go back to school, you get your master's that requires at least a couple of years. But what people don't realize is what if in your life, you're not going to live through those couple of years. We always assume that Yes, our basic life expectancy or average life expectancy is probably up until our 70s. So you have this whole life ahead of you. And it is so common for people to say, like, you have your whole life ahead of you to make all these plans. But you genuinely don't know um, when you would pass. And yes, people have different perspectives. And I think if some people are more religious, that they feel really secure. Um or maybe not, you know, it just depends on your on your beliefs. But I just think like, okay, if I don't live past this week, can I say that my life is complete? I'm talking, you know, like really immediate this moment now, not just like, oh, in the next five years, I want to work towards this goal, which is totally great and totally a good thing to respect. But you might not live. <laughs> till those five years so how about right now can I can I change my perspective to think that my life is complete do you know what I mean and I think a part of it is just being really content and being really grateful for the for the things that I have right now yes like there are aspects of my PhD that I totally hate and I keep thinking that once I finish my program that I'll be happier. But, you know, I think I think I could somewhat feel complete as well if I just passed away tomorrow or um, or just didn't live out this year. Now, I'm not, I, we should probably bring that this disclaimer, you know, um, this might be triggering for some people, but we're talking about natural, not natural, but just the way the universe works. Getting hit by a car is not a natural cause of death, but it's a it's the course of events in the universe that we can't control. So, yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking of. Just like really immediate, more immediate than chasing after dreams and stuff. I feel like it's always a hard question because obviously it's always a case by case basis. Um. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like if someone our age, like, randomly passed away, and a lot of people would probably say, like, they had so much to complete in their lives. Mm -hmm. Like, they could do so much in their lives. And I think that's the hard part because you never know. Like, I feel like, because you also have to look at it very differently because there are some people that like maybe have cancer and they have to come to terms 
with did they live their life the best way that they could you know i i get when you say that they like when you when you talk about someone who's passed away young and you say that they had so much more left to do but it brings me it brings to mind that person that passed when we were both in college and nobody really said that nobody really said that she has so much left to live though they said that she lived a full life which I have not heard in recent deaths. Um, Especially from someone so young. Young. And that's what I was going to get at. And I feel like she, she had cancer. And I feel like with the aggressive state of it, I feel like she also knew she wasn't going to live that long. But she did what she did to feel complete. I mean, and the lives that she touched, like it, she had a glimmer of hope because um, she actually was treated for it, and then it relapsed. So I think for a while there, she could have taken advantage of that and said, "Oh yeah, now I have the rest of my life to keep going." But her perspective just stayed very steadfast, you know, very prompt, very on top of things. And I, I think we need more of that. I, I think I want to, I want to tell my fellow grad students like, hey, you know, yes, we're really struggling in grad school, but we can still have a complete wholesome life right now. We can't keep thinking like, I can't wait till I finish my PhD. What if you don't? What if something happens and you just didn't get to? Are you going to pass away with regret? And I think that's also to be said, not also focusing on the the death part, but what if something happens financially, physically, where you can't complete your graduate degree? You also have to think about that because like, I know people that are just like, I can't afford it anymore and they have to leave and they live with that regret of just like, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have completed this. But it's just like, would you have honestly felt better if you stayed in it? Like, again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. If you're still here and you, like, drop out because you're like, I'm not really passionate about it. I can't get through it. That's one thing. And then as you go on, it's kind of like, could I have done this? Could I have done that? But I think it's something different where... I mean, we're just talking about the girl that we both know. She lived her life to the fullest extent that she could. And I feel like she knew she had that little bit of hope, but she also, I think towards the end, she realized, you know what? Yes, but she tried to be a light to other people. Like she tried to show that she wasn't hurting. She she wasn't doing anything. She was very much a light in everybody's life on campus. And it was very sad when she passed and because everybody thought that she was getting better but you know things happen and she passed but it's also that one thing that her death created a passion in so many of her friends and the people that she was close to because every year I always see someone posting about it or like how they impacted 
or she impacted them to do this. So like even after death, she's still creating a passion and lighting a passion into people's hearts, which I think is really nice to see. But you are correct when saying like she's lived a, when people said she lived a full life, whereas other cases, because we also had uh, another death on campus and everyone said he had so much to live for. And it's also the same thing like with the quarterback passing of the Steelers, like he had promising future, promising career. And there's like, he had so much left to do. And that's, it's very interesting how different perspectives, different circumstances, they all lead to those different things. Yeah. This is so bleak, but no matter what age I pass, okay, it would mean so much to me if people said she lived a full life. Whether I was young by people's standards or old. But in order to get to that, right, I genuinely have to live a full life. And then it it makes me wonder, what can I do now? Like, what action can I take now? If it's something as simple as walking away from work a little bit to have a really good conversation with a friend that enlightens me, that maybe inspires my friend as well, then yeah, go for it. If it's if it's taking that little vacation to explore something else, like you know I don't care for travel. I don't care to go out and about. But Partly it's because I don't care for shopping and I don't care for sightseeing. However, if during that moment of walking away from my normal routine makes me feel complete, makes me feel more balanced, then yes, I'm happy to do that. So that means it doesn't matter what my destination is. As long as you just remove me from my mundane routine uh, and that, that heals me a little bit, then yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, whether it's like, so Steph um, heard news that our favorite artists are having a concert, having a world tour in the States, as well as an Asia Pacific. And um, when I woke up to that this morning, the immediate thought is like, I don't, well, I was like, oh my God, is it going to be really expensive? And then I started thinking, um, Okay, finish your thought. Steph, <laughs> Steph <laughs> like, really close to the mic and I thought she was going to say something. <laughs> um, I found out that their tickets for Seattle was 40 bucks, and I was like, oh, they can't be that expensive. Um, yes, I did find out the price for one of them. <laughs> um, but then I was like, I don't know what I'm doing in September. I don't know where I'm going to be in September. I just... I don't know. And I thought, you know what? That'd be a really cool experience. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still hesitant to commit. I'm still. I know. I know. Got time. But I'm like, hmm. (laughs) But yeah, also try to try to really max out my life i'm not doing like some yolo shit but having a bit of fun never hurt anybody i just think like a baby's life is so complete you just eat shit 
and piss, but you also play a whole lot. And in that time of playing, you learn a whole lot. It's a simple yet complete life. Only you can make that sound fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It's partly why I can't wait for retirement, because I think it's going back to my babyhood where I just eat shit, piss, and play. (laughs) That sounds about right. Right? (laughs) Yeah. That's what retirement is. Yeah. (laughs) She's processing things. I am. This is not a moment of silence. Steph is just like aggressively nodding. (laughs) Because I'm sitting there and I'm just like, holy shit, Janelle's dropping bars. What the hell? (laughs) I would do the literal mic drop, but I think that would mess up the audio. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) But... I think, like, that's that's the part in the middle there that you were just talking about. When you're a baby, you get to play more and you learn. And then as you retire, you get to play more, but know the shit that you already know because you went through life already. But I feel like in the middle there between those two dates or days in time, uh, we forget how to play. We forget how to have fun. And because we're so focused on work, like we want to work, start a family, do all this other stuff that society tells us that uh, you need to do to feel complete. But sometimes some of those things may never happen. Like you may not be able to have children or like you may never get married, but you still need to enjoy the life that you have and have the passion burning for you. Like people like get to travel for their job. They like quit their job, start something completely new and they end up being wildly successful at it. Like they change their passions into a career, which is a lot better than, you know, sitting behind a desk for like nine hours a day and just keep going with the monotony of life. But we definitely as a society, I guess more our generation we forget how to play. We forget how to have fun. Or in some cases, you also play too much, but you forget, on the other hand, some repercussions. And so, like, you have one extreme, but then you also have the other extreme. I will say, though, like, if you don't have anything that you're passionate about in your life right now and you keep thinking, like, oh, I want to get to this stage so I can live out my passion but you can always be passionate you can always find new things to be passionate about and um right now Steph knows I have zero hobbies partly also because I'm trying to recover from depression but um I can find things to be passionate about right now I don't have to wait until I get to a certain stage in life you know Mm -hmm. just recently I thought about whether or not I wanted to have kids I know that's what my mind's been. I just think like, yeah, you know, I think I I want to have kids and um <laughs> you know it's bad when you like somebody and you're like, I wanna have their kids. <laughs> Janelle fell deep. Wow. Wow. Um but 
I might never get to that stage. And so I want to kind of focus back on my right, my right now and think, what can I be passionate about right now? And right now it's about feeding people all the freaking time. If I can just make food and just stuff it in people's faces. (laughs) That is a real thing I experienced because I think I never starve at Janelle's house. (laughs) But then again, I'm also the one that brings her food too. But she always started just bringing alcohol. But yeah, Yeah, because I remember the one day I brought cookies to your house and you're like, nope, take them back. I already have too many sweets. I'm like, okay. When the the last, I think it was the last of UK visit, I just had like these five things of just like peanut butter cookies, cinnamon rolls, chocolate chip cookies, and oatmeal raisin cookies, and banana bread, and I was like, just try them all, eat them all, take them all. Yeah, and then, yeah, you literally had me like, eat all of them in one try of just like, here, try this one, try this one, try this one, try this one. No, the last time I was there, we made cinnamon rolls and I've been craving them. <laughs> Dear God, they're like fucking crack. Well, that would be the best crack on the market. Actually, not gonna lie. Yeah, probably would. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I'm passionate about right now. Do you have something you're passionate about right now? Um, I mean, I am very passionate because, like, obviously, I changed my degree, um, and I'm graduating in May. But I'm very passionate about right now. It's women's sexual reproductive rights. Know, with the abortion law, um, birth control, all of this happening. And it really makes me wonder, like, what's going to happen in the future? I was like, is sex education going to get taken away? And I was like, I don't really want that for anybody because there's so much misleading information out there. Like, I know at least once a week, I have to clarify or debunk something for my roommates that has to do with sex or just the body in general. And I am really passionate about it. And you know, the weirdest part is I hate talking about like the reproductive organs, like biology part, I can't get behind, but everything else I can get behind. It makes no sense whatsoever. But I'm just like, it makes me uncomfortable to talk about. But you know what, sometimes uncomfortability is some good in a situation. So I think that's what I'm mostly passionate for a long term. As of right now, yeah, I think I'm pretty passionate about that. But right now I'm in that state of pure panic because I'm graduating soon. And it's just like, okay, the passion to get the degree done is gone. Or almost, the fuel tank is almost empty. So now it's just like, okay, how do I fulfill this passion that I have in the future? But also going back to what we were talking about before, like if I were to randomly pass away suddenly, I feel like I would be content. Just because, um, just because like recently I've been like thinking about it and I've never realized how much people respected me or looked up to me 
And part of me is like, you know what? I'm okay with this. Because I actually just had a freshman. Uh, so when I was a senior, there was a freshman that came in and I was really close with her. And we talk every now and then over the last uh, four years or since I've been gone. And she's graduating and she just did her senior capstone presentation and she messaged me and she's just like, I'm writing this right now and I didn't realize how much you are a big part of my story. And I was just like, oh, thank you. Oh my God. Um, but it just made me think like I would have never known if she hadn't told me. And I'm like, huh. And I just never, I never know the people that I affect. So honestly, if I were to die, not saying I want to, or just things happen, I feel like I'd be very content with the lives that uh, I've touched and people I've been friends with. Have they all been good friendships? Absolutely not. Have I made mistakes? Wholeheartedly. But the people that I have made a positive impact on, I, I would be very content with. So I'd say, you know, people should be more vocal about um, showing gratitude and, and telling other people and compliment, like be really generous with compliments. There's also an issue about receiving compliments and I don't want to go into that because that goes in with the whole issue um, of imposter syndrome. But I, yeah, I think as society, we can be more generous with our compliments, not being excessive. I'm not exaggerating, but you know, when, when you feel like it, or when you think that person really needs a little bit of jolt in their spirit, um, to remind them that what they do does come to fruit and it's not just wasted. Um, yeah. And that way, as you said, if something happens or, you know, your life just comes to an end, you can still feel content and complete. Mm -hmm. at no matter what stage of life you were in. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's nothing wrong with putting completeness, completeness to other things that, aren't, that don't have to do with either academics, your job, personal mm -hmm. life. I feel like, at least to me, you, you could think something different. At least to me, completeness is knowing that I did make a positive impact on the world. You know, sometimes there was negative impacts. But, you know, I'm okay with that. And hearing it more, I'm okay with that. If that's what I'm known for, like, even, like, as I'm ending this chapter of my life here at school, how will people remember me? Like, obviously, I still have an impact on our, our old undergrad, which I haven't been there in three years. But it's also, like, how – it's not, like, really a legacy, but it's, like, I really hope I fuel people's passions about something. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that kind of goes back in when I opened the question, like, what does that look like for people like us right now? What does being complete look like right now? And I would say it's best not to tie it to something materialistic or something that is a societal standard, like having a career or, how, you know, those things that society tells you you need to have in your life. Um, if you don't tie it to those, I think you're more likely to feel consistently complete and not insecure because um, you can lose your job. You could, you know, <laughs> industries are fluctuating right now. So if you tie it to something like that, um, you could feel quite insecure. 
it's possible to feel complete and insecure about your completeness at the same time. If you think that it could go away if you tie it to the wrong thing. Yeah, that's a fair statement because I feel like I feel like people also just tie insecurity with like something about their body. But most of the time insecurity has to do with just anything about your life, whether it could be a task and a job, a skill, just insecurity always happens. But I feel like there's no reason to feel insecure about a completeness that you have reached that somebody else hasn't. And I think that's the problem because people will try to drag you down for, for saying like, oh, like, why do you feel this way about this or like this, but you haven't done this, 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 or this, which is also probably the downside of social media. But people have reached different completions and different things, whether it's they had the perfect job, perfect family, perfect body. But if you're just genuinely complete with just the people that you know and the life that you have, People are probably going to be like, huh? But you didn't really work for it. But in yourself, you worked for it. You got it to the stage of life where you're just like, you know, I'm happy. I'm content. And that's the most important part. Yeah. This gotten deep. Yeah. When you were just like deep, I was like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> but I'm like, Interesting. This has been a very nice conversation. Because I don't know, I probably would have never thought about any of this. But yeah, kind of stuff like this catches you off guard, but it's like kind of nice. But also, I'm still thinking about the fact that you're talking about passions and then I was talking about passions with like two separate different people. I'm like, huh, universe is fun that way. <laughs> but uh, anyways, guys, uh, we hope you feel completed. As we complete this episode. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, but I guess as we're talking, don't search for completeness in material things. Just think about maybe your friends, family, um, the life that you've lived so far, whether you're young or you're older. There's nothing wrong with changing your passions or, you know, revamping your passions. And there's nothing wrong with being complete and content with your life that you have right now. Uh, again, we're all at very different stages of lives. We um, all walk differently, talk differently. But as long as we're all content with how we are, it's good. But guys, thank you so much for listening. This is Redhead and Asian signing off. <laughs>